This is the TJ Show podcast. J-Bo. Yes, TJ. Did you ask Kenny yet what it's like being a new uncle? No, no, oh, I haven't. Oh, boy. I haven't. Yeah. I had that conversation because Big Picture went out over the weekend. I love that you guys are in touch on a little group thread over the weekend. So, you know, we miss each other when we don't see each yeah, other on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, we do. And it was a big picture of our producer, Kenny, holding a baby. Mm-hmm. And it's not his. It's his brother's. No. Yeah. And so uh, I was catching up with you this morning, and you got a big smile on your face. Oh, my gosh. I even heard he cried over the weekend. Yeah. Really? Can you believe that? You didn't text that. <sighs> well... I gotta save something for the show. Oh, come on. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Yes, producer Heather. Looks like there's two new babies in the, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's always been a baby. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, tell us what made you cry. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. I didn't expect it. Obviously, I, I was super excited to be an uncle and super excited for my brother John and my sister-in-law Shannon and it was a whole rigmarole, but I finally got upstairs to the recovery room, and the baby gets put in my hands, and I just lose it. Mm. I, I could lose what? it maybe just thinking about it right now. That's I, why I have this music on, J-Bo. I know. <laughs> I'm hoping that wow. he's going to start crying. I, I don't know. I, I've never felt something like that before. It was... Well, I, what I was the feeling? it. I know. I just I welled up. I, I you know I started shaking, and I'm afraid um, <laughs> that I'm, I'm trying to stay still for the baby. But like, it's a love that I've I just I've never felt before. Look at that! It's oh my gosh! I know what yeah. he's talking about. I've, I have a couple nieces and nephews, and I understand that. Like I didn't. I, makes me want to have a kid of my Whoa. own. Whoa. Listen, listen, Whoa. listen. I don't care how many babies I held. Whoa. My ovaries, I shut those things down. I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> Suppress it. Yeah. Let me just clarify. So when you first pick up that kid, uh-uh. that's different than going home with yes. the kid and getting awakened in the middle of the night with the kid and life going away the way you once knew it, never right. coming back with a kid. You got to be very careful with your words. Although I have to say, this disclaimer being a dad's one of the best things i ever decided to do I mean, it's, it's wonderful no i do i love it i love it kenny be careful you know i know i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but I, you're right about that an amazing yeah. thing i just met this beautiful little boy within seconds i feel something for him wait hold on yeah you know you felt something <laughs> yeah i felt something it just so incredible and I couldn't help it but I'm I'm carrying this baby and then you know the room is now laughing at me because I'm sobbing <laughs> and my brother even grabs a tissue <laughs> did, did your Wait. brother cry that's, his, that's yeah. your yeah. brother's son <laughs> yes I, I'm, I'm sure he did I didn't witness John cry although I think maybe me crying kind of inspired like my mom started tearing up when Aww. she started seeing me cry and but my so brother so even your family makes fun of you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but John came by like because I had the baby so tightly in my arms and like he came by with a tissue and padded down oh. my eyes oh, that's so awkward um, that's, so beautiful. that's beautiful welcome to the world Finnegan Murphy so let me ask you this congratulations Thank Kenny you, man. by the way it's really beautiful and I love that you almost cried or you did cry I did cry I almost cried right here but yeah. so, oh, you guys laughing so much didn't help that cause <laughs> do you see your brother differently now that he has a baby do you feel like he's already acting differently for sure. I mean, like, he's my little bro, and he is now leaps and bounds more, in an, more of an adult than maybe I'll ever be, you know? And, and he was so in charge. 
there were complications. Uh, things didn't go exactly how they expected their whole birth mm. plan to go. But the way that he was cool, calm, and collected, keeping me and the rest of my family updated on the whole situation. And then, so like, I'm holding this baby. I'm like, let me sit down first because I didn't want to like carry him and then have to sit down. My arms are getting tired. This sure. kid weighs eight pounds, three ounces. That's a big you boy. Know, that's about a bowling ball, right? No, my bowling, bowling ball, ball. Yeah, about half a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 16 pounds. But my brother is then carrying him in, in one arm like a football, and he's got nothing but confidence where I'm wow. like shake, like I'm sitting down, seated, shaking, hoping I don't do anything to hurt this child. And then John's got him in one hand, like, like, a, like a loaf of bread. Yeah, it's I mean, impressive. It, it's really amazing. I know he's going to be a great dad. Shannon's going to be a great mom. They got a great supporting cast around them, and I'm just, I'm so thrilled. You're going to be a great Uncle Kenny. Thank you. I I hope so. I'm sure I will. I love that kid already. Let's hear it for Funkle Kenny. (laughs) Funkle (laughs) Kenny. That's right. A few moments ago on the radio, Kenny said something, and I warned him. I was like, you got to be careful with what you say. (laughs) If you missed it, he was talking about how he just welcomed a new nephew into his life. His brother had a baby over the weekend. Yeah. You, you seem very happy, and it's actually really sweet and very touching. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I, I'd like to say that uh, you set this trap for me, which I've done How? before, but no, I, I walked right no, into this one myself. you definitely set the trap up yourself and then walked into it and laid in it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as he's talking about holding his new nephew, this is what he said. I'm surprised by this, too. Like, I didn't... I, oof, makes me want to have a kid of my <laughs> own. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I, I I warned him. I was like, you gotta... That was wild. You know, you, you have a girlfriend. How long you been dating her? Oof. Uh, I think, actually, as a matter of fact, we just celebrated seven months? Yeah, seven months. And have you had this discussion with her? No, we haven't really talked too much about this topic. Well, let's welcome to the show Kenny's girlfriend, <laughs> Allison, who's listening. Hey, Allison. Hi. How are you feeling? How are you? Oh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> that high-pitched voice makes me feel like you probably feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I, I feel pretty good. This is, you know, you know, maybe a little surprise. So <laughs> when when Kenny says that, like, what happened? Can you explain the emotion? Uh, I, the, hmm. I don't know, like, you know, like those gifts you see of, like, heart eyes, like, you know, people with, like, hearts in their eyes? I feel like that happened to me a little bit. Oh. Um, Yeah, I'm just kind of sitting, listening to the show and, like, smiling like a fool. I don't know, it was was a positive reaction. Positive? Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, that's, hey, that's great. (laughs) You know, pretty early on, before I uh, was even talking engagement or anything with my wife, Jess, I mean, I think with within probably our first three or four dates, we acknowledged that we both wanted kids. And that was a big moment because it's a decider of, are we going to move forward right. with this or not? I mean, yeah. that's a huge thing. So in a way, some might say seven months is, is a really long time to not bring it up. So Kenny just sort of like a bull just ran into the room, <laughs> uh, took it to, to the airwaves, which is an unusual way to have this conversation. And here you are now hearing about it for the first time. On the radio. So, Allison, uh, do you want kids? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think we haven't had this much of a conversation, Kenny. I feel like you know the answer. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you? 
Why, yeah. did, why did you ask that right here? That was probably, <laughs> because I, I thought, was going to ask, so I'm I glad thought, Kenny asked. No. This was my opportunity. <laughs> no, this, is not the, this is probably not the place for this conversation, although uh, glad we know. Yeah, yeah, we're having a conversation. So, so, so it appears we both want kids, so we don't need to break up, Allison. I think we're in good shape. So how many kids, Allison? You thinking no, like seven, I think three? This is probably a conversation <laughs> ten. for them to have on their own. Um, Allison, you know I'm a big fan of your Kenny, right? Yes, I've yep. heard that, yeah. And uh, you and I, I'm, st- I'm changing the subject for you, Kenny. Okay. This is by design. <laughs> Wait, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Mm-mm. Okay, good, that button works. Um, anyway, I want you to know, Kenny, that, uh, oh wait, Allison. <laughs> we're supposed to have dinner soon, right? You, me, Kenny, my wife, are you down for that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, great. Then uh, let's get it on the calendar. <laughs> Okay. All right, it's been great catching up, Allison. <laughs> Thanks for... That yeah, was more uh, awkward Kenny. than the kid conversation. No, I, I just... Tebow, I had to change the session. Do you understand how different... No, this I understand. Weird. Uh, you have a great day, Allison. Oh, thanks. I can't wait to talk to you later, Kenny. We got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, sweetie, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hated that. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Now, producer Heather just screamed, hated that in the corner. Why? That was the most awkward thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes, I love awkwardness. I loved it. Oh, well, you know, who knows what's going to happen next. Thank you for turning on the TJ Show today. The world of AI continues to get more and more frightening and harder to discern what is true and what is fake. I mean, we actually just saw this story recently uh, over the week. We just saw this story over the weekend. Tom Hanks had to make an announcement that there is somebody selling dentist insurance, <laughs> but it's not him. Right. And he's like, this is not me. It has nothing to do with me, but it's Tom Hanks' image selling something. It's, yeah. it's a frightening time. Well, my mother-in-law was on the market for a car. Listen to what happened to her. I interviewed her about this. It's quite shocking because she's a smart person. Now, just for clarity, you're my mother-in-law. Yes. You had an interesting little run-in with a person. You were trying to get a new car, and can you tell me what happened? On the internet, I found a brand new car. There's only one type of car I wanted, and it was at this one dealership that was about an hour and a half away. And for three days, I was talking back and forth and back and forth with this really lovely person. From the car dealership? From the car dealership, and she made me an appointment to come in last Friday to drive it. Traffic was terrible. It took two and a half hours to get to the dealership, got there, Nobody knew who I was. They didn't have my name. And this very wonderful woman, but not the woman I'd been talking to, this woman said to me, I am so sorry. Our company does this all the time. For three days, you've been talking to an AI bot. Now, my my mother-in-law could not tell that this was a computer that was wrangling her to get to this dealership hours away saying that they had the car she was looking for. That's pretty frightening. I would have been upset. Because my mother-in-law, I mean, she deals with people all the time and she interacts with people all day long and she didn't know the difference. So you weren't even talking to a person and you thought it was a person because it sounded so convincing. And I felt we had a relationship that never was. So you were looking forward to meeting her and everything? Absolutely. And I felt I understood her personality. She had a sense of humor. The robot had a sense of humor, and she liked it. The AI bot did? Yes. And in fact, 
they didn't have, nor were they getting in, nor had they ever had the car that was advertised. So, oh my goodness! In an interesting turn of events, the car that she wanted, although they did, although they didn't have it, they had a used version that was available for test drive, and so she took it out, she test drive it, wound up loving the car, bought the car, and the people at the dealership were very nice, and they were like, "Hey, so the plan worked." You know, whether the people at the dealership think it's a good idea or not, she did get a new car and she felt very grateful for it. And then we started talking about the electric car because I'm curious to know, every time I talk to someone who gets an electric car, they seem to be on the outside very happy about it. But when Mm -hmm. you dig in, you start to find all these little inconveniences and it's pretty fascinating. I don't have any question in my mind. At some point, we're probably all going to be driving electric Mm -hmm. vehicles. Is right now the time to jump on board? So I asked her some questions about it. What about the whole electric vehicle thing? It's it's pretty inconvenient? Very convenient. Very convenient? (laughs) Yes, I love it. It seems like everyone who has them, it's an inconvenience. I don't see how when usually when you have a gas car, you have to go get gas. I just charge my car at home. Do you have the home charger? Yes. Easy. And it's fun, and it's a great car. Well, I'm, I keep trying to find something wrong. So how long does it take to charge the car? Well, it depends on what level you have. If you have a level three... Now, she's talking about a level three charger. You get um, 200 miles in a half an hour. Whoa, that's impressive. All right, well, I guess I'm wrong. Level two, 58 miles an hour. What I, level do you have? I have a level one. Oh. So how long does your level one take? It took me three days. Three what? days. Three days no. to charge her car so she could drive it for what would be comparable to a full tank of gas. To charge what? To charge my car to two, it's like 250 now, 250 miles. It took you three days to charge it to 250 miles? Yeah, but I'm going to be getting um, a level two on Monday. Then it's going to take me, I'll charge it for three or four hours. Three or four hours to fill up your car? No. Every few days. You know how long it takes me to get gas? Yeah, but the fact is, you have to go there, and you have to pay for it. Eight minutes tops. And do you pay for it? Yeah, I do. Well, I don't have to pay for electricity if it's a certain place that I go, or if it's certain hours. Well, I'm going to bail out here. I'm very excited about your car. (laughs) See, this is what you have to do. You don't want to win an argument with your mother-in-law, because then you don't really win. You don't. Then then it's awkward. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think I won that. But I can't celebrate the victory You're with her. You're a very her. smart man. I don't know. I'm with your mother-in-law. Really? I think the electric car is a good thing. She'll, she'll be fine. You know, you don't need to charge it the full three days. She's not going to need to drive 250 miles every day. She charges it for a little bit one night, then the next night, she'll be okay. fine. So, yeah, if you want, like, one of those little, they're the step up from the Barbie car. Yeah, it goes faster. The the one that's run on Duracell D batteries. If you want that, yeah, this is great. Oh, I am too. I'm real excited. Congratulations. Thanks. So, a little uh, awkward. It's uh, the elephant in the room, but they keep getting better and better, right? The The cars or the AIs? Well, everything. These computers, they're, they're seemingly running our lives. This is the TJ Show. Thanks for turning your radio on today. This is the TJ Show. Yesterday, a horrifying statement was flung at me oh no my daughter my daughter charlie woke up and said dad dad there's a slug in the house oh man that's not horrifying are you kidding me it's a slug it's a bug it's gross it's not a bug it's like pick it up no outside it's disgusting it's slimy and i went right into action but first i went i made a sound like do you get grossed out by slugs 
Live slugs, yes, but I do enjoy escargot, so if you cook it up, I'll eat it. No, no, you won't. It's gross. <laughs> and so I, I did a post-game interview. I did take care of the problem. I'll tell you how I did that in a moment. What would you do with the slug? I would get a sheet of paper, allow the slug to crawl on the sheet of paper, walk outside, and put the sheet of paper on the floor and let the slug crawl off. You'd be waiting a long time, Jabo. They move very slow. No, I would take the paper to the slug. So you'd start jostling it under him? Yeah. Okay, what if you gave him a paper cut? He's fine. Okay, he all has right. all that slime on him. He, he won't feel it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's enough of a barrier. Well, here's what happened uh, with my daughter. What? What was staring at you at the edge of your bedroom this morning? A slug. How did a slug get into our house? Yesterday we had the windows open. Maybe it crawled through the window. You think that thing went on a journey? Into the window, down the wall, into your bedroom? Slugs are amazing. Charlie, I feel so grossed out. I don't see why a human could be grossed out by a little brown thing. Well, there's a lot of little gross brown things. And I even named him. You did? Yes. What's his name? Little Brown Thing. His name is Little Brown Thing. Are you kidding me? Nope. This is the first time in all the years that I've been alive that a slug got into any place I lived. There's a first thing for everything, Dada. We did find a snake in the house one time. Yeah, this is just like his little cousin. His little slivery cousin. And so I picked up Little Brown Thing with That's a, a great glove. Name. Yeah, I had a glove. And I put it on my hand and gently removed him from inside of our home where he should never be and put him outside on a leaf. And within moments, he crawled away. It was the fastest I've ever seen a slug move. He must have been nervous. He'll be back tomorrow. No, he's not going to be <laughs> back tomorrow. little brown thing will be back. I also, I just don't know how it was possible. I mean, I guess the window theory is possible, right? But yeah. He, that must have been like an hours long <laughs> journey. And, and then he wound up, he got all the way to the door and had no idea where he was. I mean, can you imagine being a slug inside of a home? You don't want to be in there if you're a slug. Maybe he wanted to be in there and then you took him outside and he's like, are you kidding me? It took me four days, <laughs> four days. Now I got to start over. Yeah, either, it was frustrating for everyone, j <laughs> It really was. I called my mom. I knew she'd be disgusted by this. Hello? Hey. Yeah, hey. This morning, Charlie woke up, and she found a slug right outside of her room. No. It got inside the house. That's gross. How does that happen? How do I know? Probably had the door open or something. But how would a slug sneak in the house? It's so slow. I have no idea. You understand if a mouse scurries in. Right. But a slug is not your usual leave the door open, and it finds its way in. Ugh. Those are gross. They're slimy like worms. Well, he was moving and everything. He was outside of Charlie's bedroom. That's disgusting. You better clean down there. Got to get a little jab in there. Like, we got in because our house is dirty. Right. First, of all, first of all, it's not dirty. There's a couple crumbs, maybe, from uh, the kids eating popcorn on the couch. But that's about it. But where you live is very outdoorsy type of yeah. area. You're going to find things in your home. Oh, trust me. Oh, I know. I know, Jabo. It used to be I'd hear people talking about the game, what happened in football over the weekend, the best plays. Now it's changed to where's Taylor Swift? What, what game? Did she go? Is she going to be there? <laughs> and sure enough, she didn't disappoint. She was at the Jets game. It was the Jets versus the Chiefs, and everyone thought it was going to be a domination. Mm-hmm. But your Jets put up a little fight, Kenny. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, the Jets have a good football team. The one thing they don't have is good quarterback play, and Zach Wilson played very well last night, 23-20. I'm proud of the kid. I hope he can keep it up for the rest of the season. I mean, he played pretty well, but not well enough to beat the Chiefs. Well, they're the defending Guys, champs, so Taylor I'm, Swift. I'm taking this as a Taylor Swift. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Well, I'm about a Chiefs fan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I know, but Taylor has consumed football. Tay-Tay was there. Yeah, and you usually go to these games yeah. because your dad always goes to the game. Mm-hmm. My family's had season tickets since I was a kid. Yeah, and of all weekends, you couldn't go. Because your brother was about to have a baby yep. and you wanted to be on standby. What a great uncle. Yes. <laughs> and so you wind up watching the game with everyone else. Yeah, and I'm happy I did because I got a chance to see all of this hubbub surrounding Taylor Swift. I have a few observations. Yeah, what happened? Because it sounds like it was a very popular game, mostly because of Taylor. Well, one thing is it wasn't just Taylor. She had a star-studded cast up in this box with her. Taylor Swift... Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively was there, Hugh Jackman, what? Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, and Sabrina Carpenter, who I'm not familiar with. She's a, an actress, singer, songwriter. What is going on? So was the whole game just talking about every celebrity and what movie they have coming out? It was 17 nothing in the first quarter, so the announcers were, I think, ready to start pulling out their Taylor Swift lyrics and making their analogies. <laughs> and the Jets wound up turning it into a game. But interestingly enough, they didn't mention any of the other celebrities in the box during the broadcast. They only talked about Taylor Swift up there. Huh. Did they keep like shooting the camera to the, the box? Constantly. But again, so Taylor Swift's there with Deadpool and Wolverine, and the announcers didn't mention them once. It was all Taylor Swift all the time. It makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Like, that's a choice to keep showing her over and over right. and over again. What? Is it just for ratings? Is it orchestrated? What we saw in last week's game, the Kansas City Chiefs, the ratings went up once word of Taylor Swift at the game. So all of Swifties went to watch the game. So the NFL, they were definitely expecting higher ratings. And go figure, there were not one but two commercials for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert film. Mm. And I have to figure that they were like, well, we have all these Swifties watching. Let's buy some ad time. This is another little tidbit. Travis Kelsey's mom. Philadelphia Eagles played at 4 o'clock. They hosted the Washington Commanders in Philly. That's about 90 minutes away from MetLife Stadium where the yep. Jets and Giants play. So after the Eagles game wrapped up, which was an overtime game, by the way, she just hit the New Jersey Turnpike and went right up to MetLife. She saw both sons in one day. It's like, well, I'm sure what it was like in Little League days, right? You could go to the game in this town mm-hmm. and then go to the game in that time. It was a little farther of a drive, but that worked out great. At the Eagles game, she was sitting next to Jake from State Farm. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you kidding me? And then at the Jets game, she was, you know, with Taylor Swift, Hugh Jackman, is, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, does and Travis everybody Kelsey else. Does Travis Kelsey do a State Farm commercial? Does yep, he do? Okay, yeah. I thought so. There are plenty of wow. Kelsey commercials, too. And I was talking with our camera guy, Josh. We're starting to get a little whiff of conspiracy here. We're not so sure about, is this a real romance? Because it just seems too good to be true Set with up. all of the promotion and all the advertising going around it. Yeah, well, who knows? But then you've got news stories and... He's supposedly leaving her apartment. Yeah, in New York, prior to the game. uh, But I think this kind of stuff has been going on forever, these arranged get-togethers. And we don't know that that's the case here, but it certainly is good for business. I mean, it is. People are obviously (laughs) buying ad spots and everything. Well, I mean, on every level, it seems to be good for business. And everyone's talking about it. It's consumed the NFL. And another thing that happened over the weekend, too, the Toy Story Fun Day football game that was on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, this is where they, I guess through AI, they put these 
what looked like video game characters in Andy's bedroom from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it directly reflects what's happening in the actual game, which is strange. Did you watch it at all? I got a chance to see some clips of it. Were you interested in it at all? I was very interested in it, but yeah, you could watch the game either with real live characters or an AI representation of it from Andy's room with Toy Story. Yeah, it almost looks like Madden football. Yeah, it's somehow... But it's happening in real time. It looks really cool. I didn't see it, but I saw the clips, yeah. Somehow the AI is able to track all of the individual players, and then exactly what they do on the field is represented in the animation in Andy's room. It was pretty neat. Lots of people talking about football, even me. You know that means (laughs) there's a lot of people watching football. You don't even do sports. I don't know if you have pumpkins in your house yet or near your house. I was out shopping with my oldest daughter this weekend... And she saw this big bin of pumpkins, huge ones. And she goes, Daddy, can I have one? I love how all your daughters sound the same. Well, she asks purposefully, very sweetly, because she knows if she starts demanding it and insisting that Mm -hmm. she get something at the store, just because she's at the store, I'm going to say no. And so I go, okay, you know, it's cute. She wants a pumpkin. She wants to turn it into a fairy house. Have you ever seen this on Instagram? No. You basically, you take this big pumpkin and you carve it into a house and you put like little ladders made with sticks and you hot glue them together. Guess who gets to hot glue the ladders together? Dada. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And she doesn't know how to use a hot glue gun. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with that Barbie dream house that they just got? Yeah, I know. No, things get old very quickly, Kenny. You know, (laughs) earlier in the show, you said you can't wait to have a baby because you held a baby this weekend. Did I say I can't wait? Wait. (laughs) I heard you say that. I didn't say can't wait. You said you wanted to have your own. Check the audio. You said, okay, we will. Instant replay, please. (laughs) Gosh. This was earlier in the show. Kenny was talking about becoming an uncle for the first time, holding his new nephew. Makes me want to have a kid of my own. Okay, so something like that. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, that's that's what you said. That's I you said. said I didn't say can't wait, and makes proof. Me, he's been talking himself out of this since the moment he said uh-huh. that. Anyway, I'm out shopping, and my daughter convinces me. Okay, I want to get this 30, 40 pound pumpkin, and I say yes, and I have to bend over into a huge bin to get this thing mm-hmm. out. And I know it's probably going to hurt me. Lift with your legs, TJ. Yeah, but bend them knees. When you're, you have to bend over because it's in this huge cardboard box. You know, like the big watermelon yeah, boxes? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. of course, everyone needs a pumpkin. So it's the very bottom. So I have to pull from the very bottom and I bend over and I pick it up and I look like weak dad because I'm like holding my back. It, I'm not I'm not used to bending all the way over and picking up a 40-pound pumpkin or whatever it was, but I get it into the cart. I slam it in. Everything rattles. She's nervous that the pumpkin's not okay anymore because it dropped, but it's right. heavy. And we get this thing home. We throw it on the kitchen table, and my wife gets surprised by it. Everyone's happy except for me. I don't know what what's wrong with me. I should be thrilled about this, but I know that I'm going to have to be the one pulling out the knives mm-hmm. and doing the carving. And then if you slip, a finger gets almost cut off. It's that's dangerous. The, that's the problem is that you're thinking about the process instead of being in the moment. Right. Did you end up cutting yourself? No, we didn't you even see? carve this thing yet. You I have, see? You think I'm going to bring that up at my house? You're I'll let them bring over it up. Nothing. My hope is they forget about it. <laughs> they just leave it a normal full-size pumpkin. I always don't know what to do with pumpkins. Like, I went to the store this weekend and I saw like a bag of the small pumpkins. Oh yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe I'll get that and I'll decorate it, put it on the table." But then what do you do with it afterwards? Can I make a suggestion? Don't do that with real pumpkins in your house. We've done that and they get lost, especially with kids, and all of a sudden one day in November where you start going, 
starts smelling in our house. A pumpkin got moldy and disgusting and was under their dresser. So gross. Well, I don't have kids, thankfully. Well, as long as you can keep track and you can trust your kitty cat, Apollo. An <laughs> Apple an Apple Air tag on each of those. Yes, yeah, seriously. I'm not kidding. That is Air Tag worthy. That would be horrible to find something stinky like that under your dresser. I might actually do that because we have a couple tiny ones in the house and I don't trust them. They disappear and then the whole house stinks. And nobody needs mold growing under no, a dresser. No, you don't. Trust me. So, I hope you're doing well surviving pumpkin season. Are you going to go pumpkin picking this year? No, because then that takes effort of having to carve it and cook the seeds. And No, I'm not. You, so you're just saying no pumpkins this year? No pumpkins okay, this year. Okay, great. What about you, Kenny? You have a girlfriend, seven months. That sounds like perfect for pumpkin picking. That's one thing we have talked about is we do want to decorate pumpkins, carve pumpkins together. Oh, nice. This All right, year, good. So I'll keep you posted. This is the TJ Show. If you're looking to get your hands on the new iPhone 15... Just be careful. I'm a big iPhone fan. I'm a huge Apple lover. But no one's perfect, Jabo. No, not even Apple. There are these headlines catching everyone's attention. The new iPhone 15. Some are complaining that it's too hot. Not like cool hot, but like hot hot to the touch. The complaints are saying that it's uncomfortably hot to the touch. Apple is blaming this problem on a software bug that's tied to popular apps like Instagram and Uber. Company's working on a software fix to update their software. They're also working with app developers whose apps are running in such a way that it's overloading the iPhone system, which I just feel like we're past this already. You don't expect this in iPhone land. But how's this any different than any other iPhone? I have an iPhone 12 and it still gets too hot. Yeah, what? It gets hot when I leave it in the sun. I've noticed that. No, it gets hot if I'm like on Insta or if I happen to be on TikTok. It gets hot. Mm. Have you ever uh, gotten the warning that it's too hot to handle? No, I've gotten that warning if I leave my phone on like my car seat and then yeah. the sun beams down That's on it. That's right. I noticed when I have it in the car seat, it gets like a little piping hot. Yep. It's like, it's illuminating with yeah. heat. Yes, producer Heather. You know what phone didn't overheat? My sidekick when I had it back in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I bring this that up. That day is long gone. <laughs> for some reason, people get very passionate about their technology choices. <laughs> and the person who's most annoyed about these headlines with the iPhone is the guy who has an iPhone 15 on the way, camera guy Josh, our local tech expert here. How you feeling? Please. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is just Apple hate at its finest. This is Apple hate at its finest. There is no problem. There's nothing to worry about. But how's it hate? It literally is heating up. We're we're blaming the wrong people is the problem. Yes, iOS 17 just came out, and every single time a big update like that comes out, apps need to change. And guess what? It's the Instagram app again. This happened exactly the same way last mm. year. It's the same thing that's going to happen next year. It's Mark. Instagram is is going to fix their app and everything's going to be okay. What the question we should be asking is what is all that processing power being used for when you open up Instagram? What is it doing? No one wants to think, Josh, we just want to blame Apple. Exactly. This conversation is getting very nerdy. Seriously, now, I need crazy. to breathe, Josh. Breathe. I will say my wife's phone is hotter than mine because she's got about 50 apps open at once yeah. and I have to go in like a slug and clean up her you mess. Clean up her mm-hmm. apps? Yeah, mm-hmm. I go through, I hold the button and I close every one. I've never seen so many apps open at once and she's wondering why her phone's working slow. It's like just close the apps. Yeah, it must be Apple. <laughs> yeah, it must be Apple. Definitely and Apple. We have an iPhone 15 in our house right now. My wife has one. Hasn't even gotten warm. 
Yeah. Hasn't even gotten warm. So they probably already fixed it. Does she close her own windows or do you do it for her? No, we've worked very hard on that. And I'm proud to say (laughs) that she now can close her own windows. You guys are a mess, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- you're right. I happen to think this is a little bit of Apple hate. People love oh, to yeah. hate because oh. iPhone, it's the fancy phone, and oh, I yeah. do like it. Now it's even- the same every year. It is the same here. every year, though. It's, it's the same the thing. It's and the then same. all those people have iPhones. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I still have an iPhone, yeah. so yeah. we love it. Yeah, we can't get away from it. It's so beautiful and colorful. It's I, sleek, man. You know, I actually tried to change my screen settings so it only showed up in black and white. It's called grayscale, and the theory was that if you did that, you wouldn't be as drawn to it and want to see it but I missed the fancy colors so I put them back yeah. I failed that there experiment how yeah. long did that last like three minutes no no it was about uh, almost a full day but oh, okay. by the time I went to bed I'm like no I'm turning the color back <laughs> on I want I want to see it with full color so uh, wherever you land on these tech wars turns out I think it's going to be okay and Apple said it's fine it's not dangerous to use your phone so have at it have fun this is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. What's happening in the world today, Kenny? Good news for kids and all those who don't want to grow up. Toys R Us is making a comeback. I can't express how much I loved Toys R Us. I, I mean, did too, growing up. This was the ultimate goal of life yes. for a season of my life. My grandfather would take me and my brother there, and every once in a while he'd say, all right, pick what you want. And I'd get like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, sewer, right? Or like the, uh, the Ghostbusters house. And it was the greatest. I loved it. It was just amazing. You walk in, it's this massive warehouse, and it's just... Aisles and aisles of toys. Right, exactly. It was amazing. And I will say, I went back years later with my own kids. Like I was really looking forward to that moment. And I felt really disappointed about it. But then they filed for bankruptcy, right? Or, or they went yeah, out of business. They filed bankruptcy. Yeah. They closed all stores back in 2018. And now yeah. they're coming back. And I gotta say, I I never stopped being a Toys R Us kid. Mm-hmm. Same. And so I'm excited about this. Where do I go? Well, you can go to an airport. What? Or you can go to Macy's stores. Um, that's essentially what they're announcing here. So after they shut down all of their locations in 2018, in 2021, they started opening up stores within existing Macy's stores. Mm-hmm. And they also have a flagship store in the American Dream Mall in New Jersey. Now they're planning to open more locations, specifically at airports and on cruise ships. How okay. about that? So their business strategy is a little different. They're not actually ha- building these properties. Is Jeffrey smart. Jeffrey the giraffe still involved? Jeffrey is still involved. Yeah. I was hoping for their return that I'd see like a Christopher Nolan style production. Jeffrey's coming back, but it's a real giraffe. <laughs> In Sir. a world yes. where Toy Story They were just closed. out of business a few years ago. I know. Let them get some money first. No, but I think Christopher's got to be a Toys R Us kid too, right? I mean, of he's course. right in that age range. <laughs> he's, he's all over it. So we can expect the first airport location to open in November and more before the end of the year. They've also announced 24 new flagship stores that should be ready for the 2024 holiday season. How about that? So good for them. Yeah, I am down. Kenny, what else do you have? 
Move over, Joe Buck. A 13-year-old is coming for your job. If you don't know who Joe Buck is, he's one of the most well-known sports play-by-play announcers. He's announced countless Super Bowls and World Series. You probably haven't heard of Grant Dahlstrom, but I'm betting that one day you will. Grant is a 13-year-old, and he already has years of broadcasting experience mm. on YouTube calling high school football games. Wow, That's incredible. 13. Did he just take it upon himself to start calling the games? He said that it's something I want to do with my future, so why not start young? And he essentially took it upon himself to start calling games until he got noticed by this company called QC Sportsnet. So now he's a professional sportscaster calling these high school games. I love that he's not wasting any time. He knows what he wants to do, and he's like, I'm going to start it now so that when I can actually get hired to do this, I'll have all this experience. It's wonderful. awesome. There's so much wasted time in those years. I remember there were weekends where I'd be sitting around with my buddies, and we'd be playing video games. Like, what are we doing? And then I found radio. And as a kid, I became obsessed with it. And before even the internet was around, I would just sit with the radio and listen for hours and hours. I would learn how to record segments from the radio, put them into a computer. And it set me up to be able to step into an internship and then eventually do this as a career. So I admire that kid. I think that's awesome. Ken Jacoby is the owner of this QC Sportsnet. And he said... That to say Grant is polished well beyond his years is an understatement. He's kind of our unicorn because you don't usually find broadcasters anywhere near this young who have that much ability. It's incredible. Mm, coming for everybody's job. Good for him. Yeah. He says he mixes some of his favorite sportscasters to create his own style. And he also went into his week of preparation. For a football game, it usually starts, the announcer's week starts you know, for a Sunday football game, it would start on Monday, memorizing the rosters, trying to get the stat information. So he's doing everything right and by the books, and he hopes one day he'll be able to call a Super Bowl or World Series. I can see it happening. Kenny, what else do you have? The 10th installment of the Saw horror film franchise debuted in theaters over the weekend. Let's just say the movie is scary, so scary that one of the editors had the cops called on him. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> so the uh. release of the movie brought back this story from production when the first assistant director was working on sound design from his home. The scene he was working on was so gory and gruesome and he had the volume up loud enough that the neighbors were genuinely concerned and called the police. Oh, wow. That somebody was screaming inside? Yeah, exactly. He must live in an apartment with very thin walls. Well, like, wow. I don't know. When people mix sound, they crank the volume up and then they've got these speakers that are not normal speakers, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like real life. So I could see how that that could happen. Doorbell video captured the interaction with officers who said they were responding to the neighbors calling and saying it sounded like someone was being tortured. Oh my goodness. So the director replied, actually, I'm just working on a movie and invited the officers to come inside and see for themselves. Did they go in? They went inside. All parties involved laughed at the situation. No charges were filed. Oof, creepy. Yes. Kenny, what else do you have? We heard from Tom Hanks over the weekend on Instagram. I'm talking about the real Tom Hanks, not the deep fake AI Tom Hanks that has been promoting some dental insurance plan. This is wild. I happen to catch this. I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. And I saw that he posted, which I was surprised he drew attention to it. But we're in this wild time right now where people are actually making fake versions of celebrities who appear to be real people, all AI, And now they're using their likeness and their name to sell something. And it's like, 
What do you do about it? A lot of people just see it, and they never even see Tom Hanks' post about it. And they yeah. just assume, oh, it's Tom. Well, thankfully, he spoke up because they will assume that it's him. So he's making sure he's getting ahead of it, making sure that nobody makes money off of him. Sure. Yeah. But the reality is, and we've seen this with Oprah and Dr. Oz, there are spam emails where they just take their picture, right? That was the way they used to do it. Mm-hmm. And so many people bought it and never heard the news, or not until years later, that uh, they were falling for a scam. Essentially, there's a video circulating the internet of an AI version of Tom Hanks promoting this dental plan. So he took a screenshot of that, posted it to Instagram saying, there's a video out there promoting some dental plan with an AI version of me. I have nothing to do with Mm. it. Now, he didn't say anything else about it, and it's not clear exactly why he posted it, but perhaps it was to protect his likeness. He did speak about the topic of AI earlier this year, saying, without a doubt, people will be able to tell that it's AI, but the question is, will they care? There are some people that won't care, that won't make the delineation. And perhaps by pointing this out, he's making more people aware of the fact that AI does have this ability to replace or digitally recreate actors' likenesses. I haven't seen the video that Tom Hanks is referring to, but I saw like the screenshot of it. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the AI, looks like a combo of Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis. Like It looks a little off. Like If you look at it, you're like... Uh, Tom Hanks, but also Bruce Willis. Like what? They didn't fool us, TJ. Yeah, well, you, you have to get up pretty you early in the morning to fool J Bo and Kenny over here. I can tell by looking at your teeth, <laughs> Kenny. What else do you have? <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, he obviously didn't get the dental insurance. No, I'm kidding. I, we have good dental insurance here at the TJ Show. I'm okay. <laughs> what else do you have, Kenny? Late night television returns this evening with Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, and Stephen Colbert. Has anyone missed them? Well, yeah, the networks have missed them because airing reruns in those time slots, they've seen a 40 to 50% drop in viewership and ad revenue hmm. since the strike started five the answers, months ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. They are missed. Now, it is interesting, though, because SAG-AFTRA, the union that represents the performers of Hollywood, movies and television, they're not allowed to promote their current work. So a big part of late night television is having these big stars on promoting their upcoming Mm. gigs, whether it's a movie or television show. So they're allowed to appear, but they can't talk about their work. Well, if they're smart, they'll use that platform to talk about the strike and then that will get more attention. I wonder if they're allowed to talk about that. I'm a little unclear about what the rules are, but for instance, on Jimmy Fallon tonight, Matthew McConaughey and John Mayer, McConaughey can't promote anything, so they'll have to talk about something else. Perhaps they'll talk about the strike. Interesting times. Mm. More people will tune in, right? It'll be good. I think so. And we should also note that SAG-AFTRA and the producers organization are resuming talks today. Good. And they haven't had meaningful talks in over a month. Pretty much the storyline with the writer's strike as well. And then they got back together and were able to quickly formulate a deal in the last couple of weeks. So there's hopes that perhaps we're nearing an end of that strike as well. Great news. Kenny, what else do you have? The Las Vegas Sphere or the MSG Sphere opened up over the weekend with a concert from U2. Yeah, I saw this all over my feed. It looks like a stunning venue. It's like this big bubble. Oh, yeah. It's like a screen all around everywhere you can see, flashing a million lights, 
And they, I mean, what a band to kick it off. Yeah, it's a 160,000 square foot screen. And from what I've seen on social media, just absolutely stunning visuals. It cost about $2.3 billion to build this sphere in Las Vegas. Wow. Um, it is amazing. They'll make the money back, though. I mean, they have residencies after residency. Those ticket sales, they'll be fine. Oh, no, they already had the money, Jay. Yeah. They got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. You know, Have you ever been to Vegas? Yeah. Don't let you keep your money if yeah. you decide to walk into those casinos. <laughs> no, they don't. They, uh, they've got a way. Magnets to your pockets. And so they can pay for whatever <laughs> they want. Well, this venue is owned by James Dolan, who is the guy who owns Madison Square Garden, mm. the Knicks, and the Rangers. And he has plans of at least if this is a success, to open up spheres in other parts of the country and other parts of the world, for that matter. Well, it's visually beautiful. Oh, yeah. And so it fits our Instagram world quite nicely. And I'm curious to see if it takes off. It seems like it's got to be expensive to go to that show. From the U2 concert over the weekend, the they were able to transport the audience to a bunch of different areas with this technology. Huh. A desert landscape, uh, wow. thousand, thousands of electronic letters and numbers, and even an homage to Elvis Presley. Wow. U2, as J-Bo mentioned, is starting a residency at the Sphere in Las Vegas. So that was their first show over the weekend. And ahead of that show, they released a new single, pretty much an ode to Las Vegas, called Atomic City which harkens back to when Las Vegas was used to test atomic technology. I think it's pretty cool that they're taking these live concert experiences and moving them into today's technology world. It's not just on a stage and, you know, everyone watches. There's like this whole different dynamic, although there's still something beautiful about going to just a stage or a small venue. So, cool. Now, it's not just going to be concerts at this venue. Darren Aronofsky is premiering his new film, Postcard from Earth, which is an immersive film that will use the Sphere's wraparound screens to take moviegoers on an immersive journey to all seven continents. Wow. So that seems pretty that neat, too. That will be epic. Yeah. What if we could do, like, an outer space thing where you look around and it looks That'd like you're in awesome. outer space? That is, that's a planetarium on steroids, I think. Yeah, totally. Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 